Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. This is a holiday weekend edition of our show. So we're going to break format and focus on a storied California music venue that's celebrating its 100th anniversary this year. It's the Hollywood Bowl. For generations, people have gathered under the stars at the publicly owned bowl to see the world's greatest performing artists make music history. To learn more about the venue's history, I met up there with Los Angeles Philharmonic Chief Executive Chad Smith. The LA Phil makes its summer home at the Bowl, and Smith has been involved in Bowl programming for 20 years. So before anything else, just explain where where we're situated here in the Hollywood Bowl. Well, we're in a kind of a privileged spot. We are sitting about eight rows back in the first prom of the Hollywood Bowl, looking at a beautiful empty stage at the Hollywood Bowl. And I think uh, this is a perspective that people don't often get at the Hollywood Bowl. It's usually packed with 15,000 people. And when we talk about the bowl, I think a lot of people assume, oh, the bowl is, of course, the iconic band shell that we see here, not so far away from where we're seated. But it actually refers to the geography of the place, right? The landscape. Correct. There's kind of that beautiful ambiguity, right? But historically, the bowl is the natural amphitheater here in the Coenga Pass. It was selected because this spot had unique acoustic properties. And if you think about the great amphitheaters, the Greek amphitheaters, this space just, you know, back in the day when it was just a hillside that people would put their benches and picnic blankets on the ground, you could hear perfectly a person three or 400 feet away delivering a musical performance or a theatrical performance. It was a beautiful, naturally, acoustically, perfect amphitheater. What are the values of the bowl since its first days that continue on until today? It is a space for everyone. And that plays out in so many different ways. It plays out in the programming that happens here. There is classical music, there is dance, there is world music, there's jazz, there's opera, there's musical theater, there are the greatest pop acts. And it is a place where Families introduce their kids to music for the first time. 
there are price points in this venue to this day that are $1 seats. Close to 2,500 tickets a week are a dollar. Essentially, you want this to be a profoundly democratic, small d space in this city and in this state. Yeah, and it also needs to be a space where artists have a platform to share their extraordinary work. You know, back in, I think it was in the first or second year, the Hollywood Bowl hosted its first mariachi event back in the 1920s. In, I think it was 1925, when 50 tribal nations, Native American tribal nations, gathered on the Hollywood Bowl stage for a four-day pageant. In the 1930s, the first black headliner had a show at the Hollywood Bowl. The first African-American conductor of a major American orchestra conducted on this stage. I think that was in 19, probably 1938. That didn't happen by accident. It happened because the founders of this space, the city itself, said, we want to do things differently. And that is something that we take very, very seriously. So it's, it's not just making sure that the venue is open to the widest possible audience. We also want to make sure that the venue is welcoming to everyone. What have been some of the challenges running this place for, for you and your predecessors over the years? I know in the 1950s it had some pretty substantial financial problems for some seasons. But what would you consider kind of the, the bowl's roughest times? The Bulls' roughest time is very easily the pandemic. Really? Without a doubt. It was the first time that the Hollywood Bowl had to cancel a season. Just to give a reference, in 1943, in the middle of World War II, the Hollywood Bowl was still going. Frank Sinatra made his debut. Leonard Bernstein made his debut in 1943. We had to keep the lights down because it was, it was wartime. But the hardest thing for us was the loss of performances in this venue in the summer of 2020. And looking ahead to its second hundred years, well, what do you think are going to be both the opportunities and the challenges for this place? So I'm going to go back to your former question to say that what I think we also learned during the pandemic is that the live concert experience is even more important. I think all of us experienced music and arts and culture in an online way. And that is how we stayed connected with the musical artists we love. But I think that there was a, a real understanding that the live concert experience cannot be replicated and it cannot be um, undervalued. So I am incredibly excited about what's ahead. One thing that has been so true is that the Hollywood Bowl tradition for 100 years has only grown in importance and that it is a unifying element within Los Angeles. It is a beloved space. It's the first experience in so many ways. First job, first concert, right? First date. And you love kind of seeing when people start telling their stories about their Hollywood Bowl experiences. Everybody has one, right? You know, you have a, a lull in a dinner conversation at a restaurant, put a question to the table. What was your favorite Hollywood Bowl experience? Three hours later, you're still going. Chad Smith, CEO of the Los Angeles Philharmonic. Thank you so much for meeting me here today at the Hollywood Bowl and talking about this most LA and California venues. Thank you so much. It's a real pleasure. I'm looking forward to seeing you here this summer. And let's close the show with another Hollywood Bowl memory. The LA Philharmonic performing Beethoven Symphony Number no. 6, conducted by Gustavo Dudamel.
And that's the California Report for Monday, May 30th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Have a great day. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.